You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you? I'm really good. How are you? I'm doing well. It is fantasy football playoff time. <laughs> Actually, some of my ago. yeah, some of my leagues have already uh, have, have already started the playoffs early. Uh, kind of mixed mixed bag of results on those. Uh, what about you? Are you playoff bound in every dynasty league? All but one. Okay, that's pretty good. I mean, I'm in seven. I'm not as in many as yours. And my one redraft league, I'm the best team. So it's been a good fantasy year all in all, yeah. Yeah, sounds like it. It's It's been tough to avoid those injuries. That has been uh, a theme. The theme of the past 24 hours has been COVID. I mean, Monday, oh, Monday was brutal with, uh, what was it, nearly 40 players uh, testing positive and, and being put on the COVID list, including uh, a few big names. So... It's going to be interesting. We'll talk about at least one of those situations as we hit these waiver wire targets. That's how we start every Tuesday show. Uh, and, and we've mentioned over the past several weeks that the waiver wire is not quite as important as you get down to the end of the season. It's, it's thinner. We had some, some more rough injuries, and that means, uh, that means some waiver wire players that uh, not only are pretty important but could uh, – you know, could maybe even be fantasy starters even as we start the playoffs. No, you're 100% right. I mean, this COVID stuff all of a sudden has sent put a, put a wrench in things. You better act on the fly. And, um, I mean, I even had a goofy situation in my redraft league where I was playing against a guy who needed, I forget how many points, from Tyler Higbee. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> yep. and boom, he was out, and there was nothing he could do, and oh, there you have it. Yep, a buddy of mine was in the same exact spot, only needed a couple points and felt pretty good about that going mm-hmm. into Monday night. And, of course, we know how that went uh, with with Higby uh, being placed on, and, and, you know, more importantly, probably Jalen Ramsey being placed on the COVID right. list. That was That was just the beginning of that wave of, of news uh, on the back half of uh, of Monday. Matt, let's get to these dynasty waiver wire targets. And, and this first player I want to talk about uh, is an interesting one. And in, in most of my dynasty leagues, he is already rostered. We, we always talk about that with these waiver wire suggestions. Of course, it, it depends on the size of your league, both the number of teams and obviously how many roster spots you have. But in smaller dynasty leagues, this guy might be, still be out there it's Rashad Penny the Seahawks running back and uh, we know the story with him a former first round pick of course came into the league with high expectations from the Seahawks and from from many dynasty managers as well uh, and and just has never lived up to them mostly due to uh, injury status he can't can't stay on the field uh, he's healthy right now, though, and he had uh, what has to be considered the best game of his career on Sunday. 16 carries, 137 yards, and two touchdowns. And, and somehow, Pete Carroll says, we're still going to use a committee in the backfield <laughs> going he's forward. A first round pick on him, right? Yeah, he's a first-round pick. It, it, I mean, they've, got, they've basically got a month to figure out, or, or less than that, to figure out if this guy's worth re-signing because 
this is the the final year and 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 now the final weeks of his contract with Seattle. He's set to become a free agent. You would think they want to figure out what they've got with Penny if if they don't know already. Um, and certainly, it, again, if he's a free agent in your league, you've got to pick him up and and, and probably consider starting him uh, the way he commanded that backfield. Uh, but Matt, what what are your thoughts? Big picture on Penny? Do you trust him? Um, and and how aggressive would you be in acquiring him? Don't trust him at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've never owned him in any format. I thought he was overdrafted by Seattle. Didn't I thought he was like a third round pick in the real world and kind of a straight line guy. I uh, wasn't super impressed with him coming out of school. So never have invested in him. My my thoughts on him haven't improved since then. Frankly, I think Seattle over these last two weeks or so are kind of the definition of fool's gold. I don't think that they're a good football team. They've just benefited from some things going their way, and they played a really bad team this past week. If you own them, I would certainly you know see who what kind of interest there is. And even leading up to this game, all reports were that Collins was going to be the guy. And right. it just shows you the volatility. And it's not like Collins is even a bad player. And then, and oh, by the way, Adrian Peterson's looming still. You know, like, I don't want to do any of this. You would love to get a second rounder for him, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, me yeah too. In a heartbeat. Me too. I mean, uh, pick him up if he's out there. Right. Because he's an asset, you know, but. Yep, I agree. I couldn't remember your thoughts on him as a rookie pick do you were you big on him at all no no i, I didn't I, think so yeah he was not a player i ended up with many shares of myself and it's kind of same story just didn't trust him thought he was overdrafted mm-hmm. um sounds like I, I probably wasn't quite as down on him as as maybe you were but uh definitely not a player i was targeting uh and and you know if you if you've avoided seattle draft picks over the years um uh, Good rule of thumb. Yeah, it's, it's worked out pretty well for you uh, outside of DK and, and a couple of others. But for the most part, uh, it, it's been it's been a rough go. That's why this team is looking at a what could be a long rebuild. Yeah, yeah 100%. Detroit Lions are in, in an interesting spot. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I, I can't figure out what the what to believe uh, on him. It, they they've called him day to day. They uh, there was a report that he was a candidate to be put on the injured reserve list. So Swift might play this week, or we might we might have to wait until twenty twenty two to see him. I'm not sure which. In the meantime, Craig Reynolds, Craig Reynolds, Matt. I, I don't I don't really know who Craig Reynolds is, but evident- I was hoping you'd tell me. Evidently, Adam Schefter knows who he was. He was uh, he was pushing him on on Sunday morning, and I saw one report that. Uh, that Schefter actually started Craig Reynolds in his own fantasy Funny. league. And it paid off. He had 11 carries for the Lions, 83 yards, had a couple catches for 16 yards as well. Um, not only is Swift potentially coming back soon, maybe. Uh, Jamal Williams is as well. Williams, another player uh, who missed time due to COVID. We assume he will uh, be back next week, but I, I certainly know no definitive answer on that. Right. Right. And again, if you, if you need a running back, Craig Reynolds might, might be able to fill that gap. I I think I would, I'd feel much safer starting a guy like Rashad Penny versus Reynolds. Yeah. I mean, here's my take on it. I guess this applies to Swift and Williams too, is I'd be shocked if Williams misses any more time. Yeah. And there's that. I mean, I think most teams in these shoes would have sh- will shut would have shut down Swift. Like, what's it worth? 
But I don't know if the Lions are most teams. I mean, I think they are... We're just going to go balls to the wall, win no matter what, and that's the culture we're trying to create here. So maybe he is going to come back and make an impact quite again. I, I don't know enough about Reynolds. Um, all I can really offer there is I will mention, you know, when I did my 10 years with ESPN, I'd go up there like two or three weekends a year and go to the war room with Schefter and all those guys and watch all the games and all that and all those guys that, are just like that you was and the your best butt. part of the job, right? It was one. It was kind of a nice part. Yeah, that, that, well, and, uh, you know. Uh, but all great. those guys are just like you guys out there. All they cared about were their fantasy teams and their bets. They were just yelling at the TV, you know, give, hand it to Reynolds, you know. I mean, so Schefter and those guys are really into that stuff. I just had to throw that out. There. Yeah, yeah, that feels good. Uh, Matt, the Chargers are in uh, somewhat of a challenging spot. They've got the Chiefs coming up on Thursday. They've got the early game uh, this coming week, and they've got some some question marks. They were without Keenan Allen due to COVID this past weekend. Uh, they got by just uh, just fine because they had Mike Williams, mm-hmm. who was honestly a little bit of a disappointment. But uh, the their third and fourth wide receiver stepped up, Jalen Guyton, Josh Palmer, uh, both of those guys played really well. Both found the end zone and piled up yardage. Uh, again, I, both are probably on a, on a roster in many dynasty leagues, especially as we got that news that Allen and maybe even Williams would be out uh, this past week. Those two were, were probably scooped up, but if not, certainly grabbed them. And this is more long-term than it is short-term. Mike Williams heading into free agency, uh, right. and these guys are going to be the two and three behind Keenan Allen, it would look like. I think they've done enough to earn that. Uh, running back is is tough spot for the Chargers as well. Uh, Austin Eckler with an ankle injury. We'll see if he is able to go on Thursday, but that short turnaround is always a challenge. Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly would be next in line. And the Chiefs give it up to the running back. So uh, even if we're talking about one of these backups, it's still still noteworthy, I think. Oh, I 100% agree, especially for short-term. Um, Dynasty, I like to look at these things, and this could be risky because, frankly, I'm wrong a lot, is <laughs> what what would I do team-building with these guys? I've been saying for a while, I think the Chargers need an A.J. Dillon. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't think Kelly and Jackson yeah, I thought the I, I, I thought they hoped. I think they hoped Kelly could be that. Yeah, I just don't think that he's a stark enough contrast to Eckler. You know, the, I think they need a power back and we'll probably go find one this off season. So I'm not investing in any chargers back big picture for a while. I love Palmer. I think Palmer falls into a really good spot. And even if Williams leaves though, Allen's up in age, they still could draft the receiver kind of high, but I would invest in Palmer. I'd like to have Guyton at the bottom of my roster as well. Do you remember last off season, how, Gabriel Davis of the Bills uh, kind of ended on a little bit on of a hot streak towards the end mm-hmm. of the season, and then was just one of the one of the darlings of the offseason, a player who whose value consistently climbed. Um, the, the The longer the offseason went on, the more he was worth, and and the more uh, the the more costly he was in in trades as well. Uh, that's going to be Josh Palmer this year. Could be, it could be, yeah. And then they sign Emmanuel Sanders or somebody like that. You know what I mean? Just some stopgap guy in front of them. Pro- no, you're right. Probably so. Probably so. Uh, Lamar Jackson, big story of the weekend. One of the big stories. He uh, missed almost the entire game with uh, with an injury, ankle injury. 
uh, Tyler Huntley, the the backup that we have seen uh, in an earlier game this season when when Jackson missed with COVID, uh, came in and and struggled at first, but ended up with a, with a nice stat line and nearly brought his team back to victory. Ends up with 270 passing yards and a touchdown. Also ran six times for 45 yards. That's kind of what we were hoping we would see from Huntley in that previous game. And uh, he was a little bit of a disappointment, but uh, not a disappointment on Sunday. And this is, this is just going to be a wait and see situation, but in a super flex league, if Lamar is ruled out, I would consider using Tyler Huntley. Oh yeah. And a super flex for sure. And I think he warrants a little bit of consideration, probably not now with the, uh, no one on by in a non-Superflex league to be, because I don't think he'll run as much as Lamar. But, I mean, a Superflex league, I think he's a starter for sure if Lamar's out. Um, he's a really nice backup for Lamar. They don't have to change how they play. He's a good player. Uh, looked good in this game, although I thought some of that was Cleveland's defense kind of playing prevent stuff you know, to some degree. But still... Maybe he needs to be rostered in Superflex. Period. Yeah, I, I definitely no think what. I definitely think he should be rostered. I've actually had him rostered for a while now, especially in mm-hmm. those uh, on those teams where I also have uh, Lamar Jackson. A couple sure. other names to consider here before we take our first break: Dearness Johnson of the Browns. Uh, another. Uh, yeah, we've a, seen that. Show. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about him multiple times. Kareem Hunt uh, banged up and now called week to week. Sounds like he'll miss some more time. It's it's a bit of a lost season for Kareem Hunt, unfortunately. Uh, Deandre Johnson, the backup uh, there to Nick Chubb. He's worth a roster spot once again. And we talked about the COVID situation to start the show. One of those players who uh, got hit with that was Alexander Madison, the Vikings backup. Uh, Wayne Gallman is a player that they grabbed off the waiver wire, formerly of the Falcons, formerly of the Giants as well. Uh, so Gallman, at least for the moment, is the backup to Dalvin Cook, and we know that player is always an interesting one to roster. Matt, when we come back, we're going to talk about some sell-high dynasty trade candidates. Hey, everyone. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. And we like to give that to you. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Get three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line and a free 5G phone when you switch. So you can have the latest sports news, you know, all the good football stuff we tell you. All on one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save Boost Mobile. Uh, free phones limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions do apply, so offers and coverage not available everywhere for or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Thanks so much. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away, and On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star L.A. hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Uh, visit on location exp.com slash sb56, so that's exp.com slash sb56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's on location, exp.com slash SB56, or search Super Bowl on location. 
Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. All right, Matt, we are back. We're talking some sell-high dynasty trade targets, uh, or th- trade candidates, I guess we should say. Okay, yeah. Uh, we, we started this conversation last week. We talked about Jalen Hurts and Joe Mixon. Uh, it, was it time to sell high on both of those? And, and ultimately, uh, I think we agreed that, yes, it was, although um, Hertz wasn't bringing quite the price that we, we were maybe hoping for. Uh, we're going to move over to the wide receiver position today and talk about a couple of the most impressive players of the season. Uh, both of these players have, um, have had solid starts to their career, uh, but, but just blowing up this year. Uh, and let's start at the co- start at the top. It is the wide receiver one on the season, Cooper Cup. Uh, he he was already the favorite target of Matthew Stafford uh, through most of this season, and and with that uh, Robert Woods injury, and e- even bringing in Odell Beckham, it's only it's only enhanced that. I mean, this this guy is just locked in every single week. It's it's really it's it's shocking the numbers that he's putting up. It really is. I mean, we've always known he's a good player. I never thought he was an elite player, but now he's an elite player, an elite producer, in a really good situation. All that being said, I would still put a chip down that this is his best year of his career. You know, when he's retired and we look back out at 10 years from now, I don't know that he's going to be a Hall of Famer that does this year after year. Right. I mean, it's tough to... Tough to assume that at this point. I mean, he is 28 years old, and right, uh, right. I mean that's not that's not too old to contribute or to have value. Um, typically, it is too old to to gain value. I mean, we don't. That's true. We rarely see these players beyond 27 or 28 years old move up the the ADP and, and the rankings list. We did see it last year with uh, with, with Stefan Diggs, and I, I've compared Cup to Diggs. Uh, of course, Diggs switched teams, uh, but but got the offensive upgrade, uh, getting Josh Allen as, as his quarterback. Uh, although Cooper Cup didn't change teams, he did get a new quarterback and and has certainly been an upgrade. So they're they're kind of in similar spots. Uh, Cup just one year later. Uh, let's let's look at some trades with Cooper Cup. It sounds like before we look at those, Matt. In general, you would consider Cooper Cup a sell high, uh, if I think so. If the price is right, as always. Yeah, I mean, sort of reminds me of Michael Thomas uh, two years ago, okay. or yep. you know, like really good player, but not an elite talent, but a great player. You know, like would you rather have Cup or Diggs? I was going to bring Diggs up, and you already did. I thought they're kind of in the same tier, you know, and and Diggs. Didn't maintain it. He's still really good, but he's not a top three producer this year. You know? Right, right. His his value and production have both uh, dropped off a mm-hmm. bit this season. Uh, to answer that question, I would I would rather have Cup. Um, me too. Me too. But yeah, yeah, maybe maybe the same tier. Uh, I will tell you, Matt. These trades, I'm shocked. I, I was shocked at at least a couple of them that Cooper Cup could be acquired so cheaply. Yes. Cooper Cup for Jonu Smith and a first-round pick. 
And as, it's not even close. As we say every single week, we don't know where these picks are. We're using the Dynasty Trade Finder tool at DynastyLeagueFootball.com. Very cool uh, tool to use. You're, we're looking at actual trades that take place in my fantasy league, uh, Dynasty Leagues. So, so these are... These are actual trades that people have done. They happened, right. These are not our suggestions or uh, anything like that. Although I would, I would certainly suggest if you can get Cooper cup for Johnny Smith and a first rounder do that. Um, But the point there is we don't know where these picks are are landing. And and at this point of the season, you certainly have an idea if you're in the league, if a pick's going to be a top two or three pick, or if it's uh, a pick belonging to a, a playoff contender. But even if this is the 101, if this is the 101 and Johnny Smith for Cooper Cup, I still think I want Cup here. That's what I was about to ask you. Would you rather have a super early one or Cup? I think I want Cup. And I mean, certainly if I'm contending, and and even if I'm not contending, I would I would give the later, uh, you know, a, a mid or later first, uh, plus Johnny Smith, who's who's really just a throw in here. The next and one, you know, this better than me. There's not a Saquon Barkley coming out of this class. You know, that's just that I'm aware of. No, no. I mean, there's there's a couple of nice running backs and we'll get mm-hmm. more into, you know, we'll get more into to that conversation oh, yeah. in the coming weeks. Certainly um, some very nice wide receivers, although that class has taken a hit with uh, with a couple of injuries. Um, you know, we saw there's not a no brainer first overall guy, though. I don't I don't think whether you're talking super flex, there's not that one quarterback that course, right. that is locked in. Um, I mean, we we've even heard talks. If you're talking, if you're thinking about the NFL draft, we've heard talks that no quarterbacks could be drafted in the top ten picks. So that mm-hmm. that goes to tell you what those early rookie picks will look like, at least this far out. Uh, next trade is a similar one, I would say. Cooper Cup for Cortland Sutton and a first rounder. It's the it's the same story here. That's just not close to enough. No. It's a little better, but not right. close to enough. Right. right. Uh, last two I would say are similar as well. Uh, not similar to the, to the previous trades, but similar to each other flipping Cooper cup for CD lamb and Cooper cup. Right. And Cooper cup for DK Metcalf. Uh, I definitely want lamb. I'm with, excuse me. I'm with you there. I want lamb over Cooper cup really regardless of the no matter what team situation. Uh, Metcalf is, is a little closer for me if if I feel like I need that one last piece and I'm confident I can win a title. Um, if I make this move, then I would do that. But currently, I have Metcalf ranked ahead of Cooper Cup. I agree with everything you said. Um, I would say I want the Metcalf side probably eight out of ten times, yeah. maybe nine out of ten times. But there might be a roster construction where I'm like, ah, eh, give me this sure bet. Yep, I agree. Matt, when we come back, we'll finish up the show and talk about one more breakout wide receiver and his trade value. Hey, everyone. I've been hearing a ton about Stance Apparel lately, and uh, probably just because they, they've launched a new line of active apparel, plus it's also holiday gifting times. We're seeing a lot of that kind of stuff out there, and Stance is like the coolest gift you can give. I mean, it's incredibly comfortable. It's extremely well-made. Socks, shirts, joggers, hoodies, you know, all kinds of good stuff. It's just a lot different. I mean, it's not the boring old socks that have been in your drawer forever that need thrown out or let alone 
underwear. I mean, I need to go through those drawers and just dump all that old stuff and start getting into stance and some of these, you know, some new stuff. I mean, and well, <laughs> always just settled for boring old colors and boring stuff before. But stance has changed that mindset by offering color, comfort, and creativity really like no one else I've ever seen, to be very honest with you. So, you know, what are your favorite designs? Like some of the ones I really like, Star Wars, I'm a big Star Wars nerd, The Office, uh, Disney stuff the kids like quite a bit, Batman, Marvel, um, there's their sports stuff, NBA, MLB, all that kind of stuff. I wear their socks a ton. I think I've told you guys I'm often, almost always in shorts. So socks are obviously known and people always mention them like, dude, cool socks, you know, super soft, super comfortable. Um, again, they, they last, I've beaten them up by working them out in them, wearing them every day, even just wearing the socks around the house without any shoes on. And they're very, very comfortable. Um, so again, many people have noticed them as well. So Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in that those who feel good do good. So go see for yourself, register for an account at stance.com. You get 15% off your first purchase. If you use our promo code, Locked on, all one word, locked on, in all caps, locked on, at checkout to apply. Uh, enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Be sure to check out tomorrow's show when we conduct a dynasty value study on Broncos rookie running back Javante Williams. It's going to be a good one. Make your second listen, the Locked On Bets. Your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Matt, let's continue our sell-high trade talk. We we mentioned Cooper Cup, discussed Cooper Cup previously. Uh, the, the prices were a little lower than we, we thought they might be, at least in some cases. If you can... Uh, if you're looking to sell Cooper Cup, you need to get more than Cortland Sutton and a first rounder. But if you sure. can flip him for one of those top wide receivers we like, C.D. Lamb was the name we mentioned, D.K. Metcalf. Um, certainly if you could get Jamar Chase, uh, obviously I would do that. A.J. Brown's in that conversation as well. That's a little closer to uh, to what I would be trying to do depending on your current team situation. Let's talk about a similar player in that he is he has broken out this year. It's Debo Samuel. He is the wide receiver five currently. I'm not sure what he would rank as a running back, but he has been running the ball for the 49ers with Elijah Mitchell in and out of the lineup. And, and Debo's almost as impressive uh, as a running as a runner as he is as a wide receiver, Matt. Yeah, it's funny. We talk about him a lot on Peacock and Williamson because Brian, my co-host, is also the host of Locked On Niners. He's really dialed in. And every time I bring up Debo and get excited or mention our show and he's rocketing up Dynasty boards, he always taps the brakes a little bit. As much as he loves Debo, he's always like, I don't trust him to stay healthy. You know what I mean? Like, he's getting more carries than targets right now. I think that's a mistake by the Niners. I mean, I think he should get five carries and 12 targets, not the other way around. But boy, he's dynamic. You'd love to have him on your favorite team. I think he has an awful lot of value. And I think he's here to stay when he's healthy. And kind of like his teammate Kittle. You know, like when they're out there, they're awesome. But they they play on the razor's edge of, you know, staying healthy. 
And that's another thing that these two receivers have in common, for better or worse. Both Cup and Debo have missed, uh, have consistently missed time over the years. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, for the most part, it's been two or three games here or there. It's been minor nagging injuries, that, but that's brought their value down. Uh, and, you know, knock on wood, they've been able to stay healthy this season. And, and I certainly hope that continues because they're both in the middle of, of a special run here. Uh, let's look at some trades for, for Debo Samuel. Samuel for two future first round picks. That seems right to me. Yep. I think it's right as well. I, I can definitely make a case for both sides there. Yeah. Um, def- Again, we don't know where that pick is. Sure. But, you know, just generic. Right. Right. I, I think I, th- I, I do think he's at least in the uh, worth two first rounders realm, if if not more, honestly. Uh, what about Debo Samuel for Juju Smith-Schuster, my boy, Damian Harris and a second rounder? What is this one, Matt? Hmm. I think I want Samuel, but I, I don't hate Juju, contrary to popular belief, and he's still unbelievably young. He's just kind of out of sight, out of mind. Harris is a quality player, but Stevenson's nipping on his toes, and um, the second's a nice little something in there, a little sweetener. But I'll take the one player here. Oh man, you're you're kinder than I am. I think this is a slam dunk for Debo. Right? Okay. Uh, even though I do love I uh, love my guy Juju, still have some hope for him. Um, yeah, I think this is this is an easy one. I mean, I, I look at Juju, and and honestly, even before the injury, before uh, uh, everything else. I wasn't starting him even where I had him. He wasn't an an automatic starter. I don't think Damian Harris is an automatic starter. Debo's a top five wide receiver. Uh, I I want Debo for sure. Yeah, he made a pretty strong case. I mean, I mean, if we if we think Debo, if we weren't sure about two firsts, I'm not giving up a first for Juju. I'm not giving up a first for Damian Harris. Right. You know. Yeah. Right. Okay. Last trade, and this is just one of those one of those classic pivots. It makes sense, I think, probably for both sides. Debo Samuel for Christian McCaffrey. Classic pivot. I like that term because it makes sense for you. Can definitely see why both teams would say yes to this. Right. You've you've got McCaffrey. You're a contender. You get that news a few weeks ago that he's out for the year, and and you need some points in your lineup. We talked mm-hmm. about it last week with Joe Mixon. We saw multiple trades of Mixon for McCaffrey with, uh, with depending on the trade, some pieces thrown in on either side. Uh, ultimately, it looked like Mixon worth mo- was worth more than McCaffrey. I think Debo's worth more than McCaffrey right now. The, yeah, I do too. The point you made last week was as soon as we hit the offseason, you would expect McCaffrey to go back ahead of Mixon, which I agreed with. I'm not sure he, he jumps back ahead of Debo Samuel. Uh, I think once we get to Maybe January not. and February ADP or rankings, we could see Debo as as a late first rounder and McCaffrey perhaps as a as a mid second rounder. They might have quarterback questions and offensive line questions and offensive coordinator questions and there's a lot, a lot of ability questions. questions. That's a lot of questions. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So I'm I'm taking Debo there not only for the the next few weeks but maybe for the future as well. Okay. Yeah, maybe I came into this thinking a little light on Debo, but it's not hard to make a case for him. I I was with you as a as a possible sell high, just based on um, based on the expectations of his value. But uh, these trades, I I think, are pretty fair, and and in some cases, yeah, just not enough. 
That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.